big old business, bitch. I mix the hand with the simply. Alrighty, guys. Guys and girls, we are here with uh, Tupa episode six, the unfunniest podcast alive. No, but on a serious note, why are intros and outros so fucking awkward to do? At least for me. I never know what to say to start the episode because for the most part, I'm just, I plan on going off the top of the head. So I don't, you know, prep a lot of material or whatever. And then the outro is awkward because you don't know when to end it or how to end it. And that's why I just been freestyling the past few episodes. Maybe I'll make that just a a commonality in these podcasts because I don't know how to end shit. I don't even know how to start shit. So I guess the best way to start it is by talking about how awkward it is. And we are here. Tupa number six. Um, today I got uh, some topics ready. I went on Quora, Quora Digest. I think that's what it's called. Or maybe it's just Quora. I think it's just Quora.com. It's like a social media kind of. I don't really. This is my first time ever on it where people just ask questions. It could be literally anything. Like I saw like, what would you do if your 17 year old daughter came home with purple hair? I saw one of those. It's it's kind of like a Facebook, honestly, but people are there to answer questions and give their insight. And I thought it would be a good idea to talk about it in the podcast because, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to talk about, you know, I want to give my perspective on a lot of topics. And I haven't gotten any submissions yet to the email or Instagram or whatever, uh, just because the podcast hasn't reached people yet. But eventually will, especially if I find some juicy topics on this website, Quora. I'm definitely probably going to attract some uh, viewers on, on YouTube, at least, because you can make the, you know, the thumbnail and the title of the video very enticing. But you guys don't care about that. You're here for the questions. You're here for the perspective. You're here for the laughs. And so let's get the show on the road. If you won the lottery, how would you deal with people and relatives after your fortune? So I'm sure this is a question probably everybody, you know, over the age of whatever, like 15, maybe even as a kid. I'm sure everybody at some point has or will think of this question. If I win the lottery, what will I do? Because the lottery is like this mysterious. Well, first of all, money controls, you know, how we live. It control it runs the world and the idea of winning a large sum of money just by a pure, literally just pure luck is kind of fascinating to a lot of people. So I'm sure we've all thought about it, but what would you really do if you, if you actually, let's say, I guess we should give an amount because I think the amount definitely matters. I think, you know, in the billions is just fucking insane because I, even me, I can't even process, you know, what billions of dollars looks like or that's just too much. So let's do a a imaginable amount. I would say 50 million. I mean, still, that's a lot. That's more than 99.99% of people will ever see or touch in their life. But 50 million, I think we can all imagine in our heads 50 million. So if you won $50 million, what would you do? I know for damn sure I ain't telling nobody. I ain't telling a fucking soul. And I don't know what the rules are. Like if you win a big amount, I know that they like 
put you on the news and shit and they you know they they uh announce who won but i don't know if you can like avoid that can you can you remain anonymous i honestly wouldn't be surprised if you have to pay you know whatever amount to remain anonymous but if it's a few hundred thousand or even like a million to remain anonymous definitely definitely paying that fee because i don't want anybody to know one it's a danger to your life you know random people know that you have 50 million dollars that you just won and also your family situation is for sure going to change because if your family is anything like mine we're all broke as fuck none of us ain't never touched no good amount of money you know the most money we ever have at one time is from a damn tax return i mean that's the case for a lot of people i'm sure so if i won 50 million bro i ain't telling fucking nobody at least for a long time maybe until i get my shit right like until i probably get a financial advisor some kind of a work with some you know kind of people to help me invest because i don't understand any of that i'm gonna do smart things with my money to make it last longer and then once i'm at a comfortable point where you know i'm willing to probably still want to tell people but i don't know i'm willing to help or whatever i want to get to a point where i don't just give my family members money because you know you can run into a lot of problems my mom has a gambling addiction she goes to bingo like six times a week so and my dad he ain't getting shit uh my siblings i would definitely want to help them but this is what i would do i would go to each one individually and i would ask them to show me you know all the debts that they have credit cards school loans uh uh, you know, I don't even know what else, what other debt can you even have? I don't know. Debt to the mob. I'm sure I got a brother that is in debt to the mob, but I would ask them to show proof of all their debts, debts, debt, debts, debts. I would ask them to show proof and I would pay them all off. Now, I don't know how, how I would dance around, uh, telling them that I won $50 million, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. Uh, you know, then, but I would pay off everybody's debts in my family that I want to. Not just anybody, but the people that I want to, like my siblings, my mom, girlfriend. Uh, I mean, that's really all I got. I don't really have a large family. But I don't want to just give them money because, you know, do you give everybody the same amount? And then I know damn well a couple of my siblings ain't going to be spending that shit correctly. I mean, none of us understand money, so that shit is going to get blown Um my mom, I can't hand her a stack of money for nothing. That shit's going to be gone. And then they're just going to become leeches, probably, most likely. I mean, you give somebody a large chunk of money for whatever reason. Uh, You know, I definitely got a sibling fucking six months from now. Hey, uh, I know you just gave me um, 150000 six months ago, but uh, we had to pay this, this, and this. And I was just wondering, nah, I'm not going through that. I'll just pay your debts off. And after that depending how, you know, that whole transaction interaction goes a few months later, a couple years later, I'll see how how differently you've acted and how, you know, maybe appreciative you've been or just see I'll just try to read 
each person individually and read the situation and then maybe I'll be more willing to just give chunks of money but I would definitely be happy to pay off your debt because I know debt can swallow you whole and you can live in it forever trust me I know so I I for sure would want to pay off everybody's debts that's that's what I would do for others so the question was how would you deal with people and relatives after your fortune that's what I would do for others for myself she you know me i'm pulling up to motherfucking family gatherings in a goddamn uh fighter jet i'm pulling up in a fighter jet f1 or not f-150 air force one i'll I'll pull up in the air force one to a family barbecue if i want 50 million dollars y'all got me fucked up no but honestly people probably would never even see me i would be fucking out of here as soon as i get my money right get it stable and get it working for me it'd probably take minimum probably a year honestly to get all that situated but i'm getting the fuck out of this town i'm skipping town and you know what i would honestly do and i've thought about this many times i would honestly find a chess grandmaster who is willing to set aside six months to a year of his own life to train me, to teach me everything that he knows so I can become at least a national master, maybe international master. Grandmaster, it's kind of far-fetched because I'm 26 and that shit's unheard of to become a grandmaster at this age and older. But I would just want to dedicate a big chunk of time and spend a big, big chunk of money to someone who's willing to, you know, teach me because I, I love chess and... I want to get better, way better than I am. It's really hard to get, you know, as good as you want to be by yourself. Anybody will tell you that. Uh, you do any kind of endeavor. You can't, you can't, it's almost impossible to become, you know, really, really good at something without the help of somebody else. So I always think about that. I definitely want to uh, set some type, some set some time away to become a strong chess player. And then also I'll probably do some other endeavors like, jujitsu and definitely get healthy um a big reason why being healthy at this uh and and this state of life is because you know when you're broke living healthy is expensive uh buying healthy groceries is expensive uh if you want to you know a big part of health is like uh recovery and if you want to do things like for your treatment like I don't know, infrared sauna or uh, um, cupping or acupuncture, uh, massages even, all that kind of stuff that's good for your recovery and, you know, keeps you healthy and keeps you strong and keeps you going. That stuff is is expensive. So I definitely would want to prioritize my health uh, wherever I move to, probably get a chef so I don't have to worry about uh, cooking and worrying about what I eat, you know, the food would just be there. I would definitely want to prioritize my health. And yeah, I would just be, I would be somewhere. I don't know where, but I would definitely find somewhere to just disappear pretty much for a couple years and just do all the things that I've wanted to do without any distractions. Because, you know, right now I'm grinding YouTube and stuff, grinding podcasts, grinding YouTube. But if I had all the money, I wouldn't need to do that. 
per se because i mean you can start investments you can do stocks all that shit if you have that big chunk of money you can just make that shit grow forever you wouldn't really have to do you know something like youtube and grind your way up even though i still would like to do youtube i would be able to buy better equipment and travel and make different kind of uh content also damn it kind of it kind of contradicts what i said about the health but a dream of mine has always been to travel the world and you know have like a cooking show at, at least on youtube where i can film it myself and review f- food but i think that's no rush food is always going to be there i could do that after you know i get myself settled and get myself healthy because trying to be healthy and traveling the world and eating doesn't really go together so yeah hopefully i answered the question it was kind of a kind of a long answer and it kind of went off on the deep end <laughs> but yeah that's what i would do pay off family's debts maybe give them a little chunk of change and then you know just fix my health fix my own life and just almost just it i would use it as a reset button for myself and yeah that's what i would do with 50 million dollars if i won the lottery so that was the first question uh for this podcast so i got another one i got two more actually uh i don't know you know if i'll do this every episode but i definitely like i like taking a break from you know just forcing myself to talk about myself even though i'm kind of talking about myself it's a little different because i'm just giving my perspective on what i would do but like just talking into the mic with no uh with no uh with no damn bro why can't i think of the word fuck with no i don't even know talking into the mic without you know having things planned i guess it gets kind of difficult because you just end up talking about yourself all the time but this is a nice uh change of things because yeah they're interesting questions so question number two is what would you ask or say to a serial killer? This one is interesting because I feel like a lot of people, many people, most people probably would be reluctant to even talk to a serial killer if they knew if you know if they were proven to be a serial killer. Because, you know, a lot of people get stuck in their own And their own beliefs, pretty much. They're not willing to be open-minded. And just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a person. Sure, they've done many heinous crimes. But the, 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 the way I would go about it is this is a great opportunity to just understand somebody that is obviously very, very misunderstood and troubled um i think to become a serial killer there's definitely some things that are deep deep underneath the surface where they they were just never capable of uh working through those problems And sure, maybe there's cases where people are just fucking, you know, they just do it for fun or whatever. Maybe that's the case. But still, it's hard to believe that somebody just chooses to become a serial killer for 
just no apparent reason. I think, you know, and all the documentaries that we watch and all the, you know, all the news, the news reportings that we see, it's usually from somebody who had a troubled childhood or, you know, um, suffered a lot of abuse as a kid, things like that. I would definitely just want to have a genuine con- conversation. I don't think I would ask or say anything specific. I think that uh, that would make it disingenuine. I would just, I wouldn't go in there with any preconceived notions or any talking points that I want to bring up. I would just want to talk and maybe we'll get to the meat of things. But I think at least me, for example, I can talk to somebody and I feel like I can understand them by just talking to them. You don't have to directly ask questions like, why did you kill this person when you were eight years old and you got molested? Was this the reason? I don't think you don't have to do that for me. At least I can just, I feel like you can just understand somebody from how they say things and how they talk about things they experienced. Um, and their mannerisms also, I feel like you can pick up a lot of information just the way somebody acts, how they look at you. You know, there's that quote that says the eyes are the, what is it? Fuck. What is the quote? (laughs) Oh, the eyes are the window to the soul. I feel like you can look into somebody's eyes and it definitely does say a lot about them. I feel like I've seen many people. You could just tell by their eyes that they're fucking evil. And I know somebody very, very close to me. You can see it in their eyes, bro. I don't know what it is. It's it's a weird phenomenon, but you can definitely tell. But yeah, I think talking to a uh, serial killer would be interesting because it would really, I feel like it would change my perspective on, uh, or change society's perspective if they just saw a conversation between a quote-unquote regular person and a serial killer i think to an extent you can just see that this is just a person sitting here who has just a it sounds like i'm demeaning the crime or diminishing the crime but i'm not uh but what i want to say is it's just a person who has a lot of troubles just like anybody else and they just that is the way they decided to output the, their feelings. We we all choose different things. Um, we all have, and we've all done bad things. If you're a, a believer in Christianity specifically, I mean, you're supposed to forgive everyone. And all sins are weighted the same. All sins are, all sins are, uh, equal i mean i don't even know if i believe that though because that doesn't really make sense like a a sin can simply be stealing a quarter out of your mom's jacket to that for that to be weighted the same as you know murdering somebody that's kind of insane if you think about it but i get i get what it's trying to say but i don't know that's kind of far-fetched but yeah to go back to what i was saying i just think it's a person that probably would could definitely benefit from a conversation and 
can benefit from someone who just wants to listen to them. I don't think you need to do much talking to them. They've they've been talked to their entire life, assuming that this is a an adult who, you know, went off on the deep end. We've all been talked to our entire lives and I guess probably everybody could say that they've never felt fully understood and fully heard. But I think, you know, someone who has taken that path of life to pretty much throw away their life in a way, because, you know, knowing that they're a serial killer, I'm sure that they're in prison or whatever. But somebody who, you know, decided to say, fuck it, I don't care about this life, because that's essentially what you're doing. When you decide to become a serial killer, I'm sure they're not, you know, insane enough to realize that what they're doing is wrong, and they're throwing away their life, they're throwing away their future, and if they get caught, you know, that's pretty much it. You're either going to die or spend your life in prison. I'm sure they're aware of this, and the fact that they still partake in it it says a lot that they reached a breaking point at whatever point in their life and I want to understand that I want to understand all the things that led them to that point because you know I've never had I've never had dreams or aspirations of becoming a serial killer or anything like that but I've definitely have been very low in my life and have felt like the world is against me. Nobody understands me. Um, You know, am I even, like, I'm just a waste of life. You know, the I can't find a purpose. I've definitely, you know, experienced all those, uh, those wicked emotions that can, possibly motivate you to do something evil so I want to understand that I want to I want to and I think a lot of people can benefit from I think society can benefit from realizing that you know what this person has to say could help a lot of other people to not become a serial killer that's how I see it you know you look at somebody a kid that shoots up a school. You know, we have this this big problem in America. We've had this problem for what the past 20 years, maybe a little more. Kids that shoot up a school, bro, they they're not even adults yet. They haven't experienced, you know, many many things that adults have experienced. They they're they're you you put yourself in your i don't know 16 year old mind you don't know anything i'm 26 and i f- still feel like i know nothing maybe like 3% more than what i than what i did when i was 16 but you know life is just you can never know everything you can it feels like you never know anything because there's so much to know there's so much to uh that's besides the point though but you know, it's really, it's an interesting thing because these kids, they choose 
to partake in, you know, this heinous crime. So I would want to understand, I would want to just listen to them and for them to tell me all the things that led them to the point of shooting up a school. Because that's not, it's not normal. It's not, I don't think that's a common thought. I don't think when kids, I don't think when most kids get mad or most kids go through a bout of depression, I don't think most kids think of shooting up a school. So there's something there that is deep-rooted. There has to be, I assume. You know, I I can't speak in fact, but I assume that there's something there deep-rooted that has just consumed them wholly and they just couldn't they couldn't suppress it any longer and they felt like an act of rage was the only way for people to feel them and it's a pretty it's a pretty sad when you really try to dissect the way somebody may feel it's pretty sad because you know you hear the stories on the news and in documentaries what are all the all the family all the family members say the same thing all the classmates oh yeah he was quiet you know but when i did talk to him you know he was funny he was happy i never thought that he would do something like this uh, you know it's always you know similar in a way like it, the person just seemed normal but it's very sad to think that that person was rotting from the inside out you're in a classroom with 30 other kids. Everybody seems, you know, somewhat the same. You're all the same age, going to the same school, blah, blah, blah. But there's a person in there just rotting. And it. I I want to think that they can't help it. And it's something that's just eating them alive. And it's just sad to think about because you don't know... Um, you don't know how many people you walk past a day that feel that way. You don't know how many people you talk to who are consumed by these evil emotions and it's taking everything within within them to to not lash out. And yeah, I just want to understand that that side of somebody because like I said I've been there. I've been in those low places and those low states of mind, not to the brink of, you know, killing somebody, but I definitely know the potential that a I know the potential of a sad mind and it's not a it's not a good feeling. So yeah, that's what I would do. Sheesh. Almost I took myself to a dark spot right there. Yeah, let's get off of this question. Let's go to the next one. Um, hopefully I was coming across coherent also because I was kind of speaking unconsciously right there. Yeah, let's go to the next question uh, before I fucking go into another tangent. All right. If you were God for a day, how would you change the world? If I was God for a day... So, 
I guess you got to add some context to this. I'm assuming that, you know, we all understand or we all similarly believe that you have, you know, all the powers in this question. You're God, so you can control everything. So if I could control everything, fuck, I don't even know if I would want that power. Um, it's basically like you're, you would be the head coach of the world. You know, everybody sees in like football games or basketball games, whatever, whatever sport, if the team isn't doing good, all the heat goes down on the head coach. But, you know, the head coach more probably more often than not is doing his best, trying his best, but, uh, you can't please everybody. I'm sure we're all well aware of that. You cannot please everybody. So you got to take all this heat. It's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to be God for a day. But I guess the question is if. So if I was God for a day. Huh. For a day. Damn, I just realized it's only a day. What the hell could I do in a day? So, if I was God for a day, I'm assuming that whatever I do, it it just lasts until whenever. So, I think I would, I don't know, is this kind of insane to say that I I would want to change, like, the fucking currency system? That would just completely change our whole conception of life. It would... It would completely change, like, history, uh, past, present, and future. But the the whole idea of making money out of cotton, I'm pretty sure it's still made out of cotton. I don't know. The whole idea of making paper money, and this paper money controls us. It controls everything that we do in this world. It's not even a valuable source like it's literally paper it's green paper with some fancy like ribbons on it and fancy or not fancy but uh you know uh innocuous not innocuous either what the hell am i talking about um random numbers that make it unique i don't know it, the whole idea of money and the fact that we have allowed this piece of paper to control us really annoys me So, I don't know how I would do this, but I would definitely want to change the way we view currency and how we operate with currency. Because it's so funny that money rules the world. It runs the world. It controls pretty much everything. You can't do anything without money. Everything revolves back around to money. Every decision is made, you know, depending on a dollar amount, pretty much. It's like everything, everything is money. And when you think about that and you think about all the people who live their entire lives with, you know, barely being able to obtain money, it's pretty fucking sinister. It's really, it's really backwards. It's so backwards to... The fact that we've developed the world like this. Oh, let's uh, let's have 
let's have kids let's have babies let's raise them to you know learn to work for money because money buys you all the things you need it allows you to live it allows you to eat but let's make it super fucking difficult for them to achieve you know super difficult one of the most difficult things that they could ever try to obtain isn't that just crazy to you and the fact that we put dollar amounts on our life pretty much like we go to a job and this person random this random person tells you okay now you are worth $12 an hour your life your heartbeat your breathing is worth $12 an hour but then you see people making hundreds of millions a year like you see athletes making uh you see Steph Curry making 250 million for or for like four years or whatever it's so sickening bro it's so sickening i mean i definitely appreciate i can appreciate the art of like you know dedicating your life to a craft and becoming the best at what you do you know most of these athletes that do that but at the end of the day bro you are putting a ball in a basket in a net what purpose is that serving besides entertainment? And then entertainment is a whole nother topic. Entertainment is what's ruining our society. There's just an influx of entertainment. We don't need this much entertainment. But we're paying people like them. We're paying these athletes to throw a double-edged uh, coned ball, a double-coned ball, down a field for somebody to catch and run into an arbitrary run past an arbitrary line that is worth six points and somehow that's valuable that's more valuable than a third grade teacher managing 25 different personalities and trying to guide them in the right path somehow catching a ball running past a line is more valuable than that you know we got teachers out here struggling teachers out here living in debt for the rest of their life because they went to school to try to better the future and we pay them what pennies compared to most professions or a lot of professions a lot of uh we have a lot of professions that are just they don't make any sense. And sports are the main ones. And then it's so weird how we pay somebody millions and hundreds of millions of dollars uh you know to bounce a ball, to throw a ball, to run run down a field or run around a fucking diamond-shaped sand lot. We pay hundreds of millions of dollars for that. And then you got things like uh UFC fighters who are pretty much, you know, signing their life away every single time they fight. You know, the possibility of a fighter to die is very high compared to somebody who runs down a court bouncing a ball. And they, they unless you're like one of the top, top guys, they're not getting paid hardly anything. But then on the flip side, like in a whole different world, you got people like Joe Rogan, which respected Joe Rogan. He didn't do anything wrong, but he gets paid a hundred million dollars to talk into a microphone. So it's like, what the fuck 
where is the standard what who is making these decisions none of it makes sense like there's got to be you know checks and balances but it's so off kilter it's just like we're i don't know it's just like uh it's just all uh it's all a it seems like all a sham like we just vow i don't know i don't i can't even put it into words i'm sure you guys understand what i'm saying but it's like the value that we put on things is so inconsistent so inconsistent we force people to go to school like it's illegal not to put your kid in school or at least homeschool them but we don't pay the people who are in charge of you know leading our future you know shouldn't firefighters and doctors doctors do get paid good but shouldn't they be the ones making hundreds of millions of dollars like i just don't get it i I really don't just because this person is you know was randomly given the the height of 610 and decided to play basketball give him a hundred million dollars but you know, if many of us were 6'10", maybe we would be basketball players too. But that's the thing. We didn't have the choice. So it's it's almost not fair, but I guess life isn't fair. I don't know, bro. There's no answer to anything, and that's what sucks about life sometimes. It's just you just got to deal with it. So if I was God for a day and a long-winded answer, I would try to do something with money. I would try to eradicate all the damage that money does but i don't even know how i would have to i would be god though so i'm sure i would be able to think of a way right i would hope so but god is god every day so why is he just letting us suffer down here but yeah man I really liked this episode. Um, I really liked pondering on all these questions. There were three very different questions, and I had fun. Um, it was definitely a, a a good break from talking about myself every day, or talking or trying to think of stories of my personal life. I'm not one to talk about myself like that, so this was refreshing to just explore my thoughts in a different in a different way hopefully you guys enjoyed it you know send some topics in the email um all the all these submissions will be remain anonymous but send some topics interesting topics like this and then also send some questions if you need help with anything i definitely want to i'm not going to say i wanna i'm going to say i will i will make this a platform where people can just come to and relax and listen to somebody who isn't going to judge them because I am a person who battles many thoughts and many emotions that you probably do as well. This is going to be a this is going to be meeting grounds for for everybody to come and relate to and it's going to be a safe place. That's what I will make this pat this podcast and I will make this platform a space for people who
are just struggling because we're all struggling. Some of us are braver than others to admit it, but I mean that's a that's the matter of the fact. We're all struggling with something. I'm no better than you, but I'm going to use my experience and my my words hopefully to help if I can. And that is the purpose of this podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. This was the unfunniest podcast alive. This podcast was definitely unfunny. <laughs> this was this was a serious podcast. It's kind of crazy that I entered the podcast in a good mood. Well, I'm still in a good mood. I'm not in a bad mood, but I had just pressed pause on a podcast that I was listening to. Theo Vaughn, one of the funniest guys that I've ever seen. Kind of reminds me of just like me as a child watching Family Guy or something like that where he's able to take like real life situations and just turn it into a joke from from a perspective that you would have never thought of. I feel like Peter Griffin is really good at that. Like he'll just think of some random shit and then they'll cut to a scene where it shows what he was saying. I feel like Theo Theo Vaughn does that with his words and it's just absolutely insane. But uh, yeah, I was watching a podcast and I was laughing and I was like, all right, I got to I got to press pause. I got to get to work. I got to make this podcast because you know, I I kind of have a schedule. But yeah, I entered this podcast real happy thinking that, you know, it was going to be like upbeat, but kind of turned a little a little dark there for a second. Uh I don't know doesn't really matter still made for a good podcast i enjoyed it hopefully you did too i love you boo trapping out the trap house with a cornbread stew in the booth where i make my songs for you it's not valentine's day but i just wanted to say hey maybe we can go get some ice cream one day maybe on a sunday get a sunday on a sunday Get a Sunday on a Sunday on a sunny day. Mm. What do you say? Tupa six. This was it. I'll see you later before I mash your potato. <laughs>